Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Feeling about... Oh, I, I don't know. What? <laughs> what was that? Um... You had that whole intro to think of something, and then you started, and then you're just... Yep. Okay. Uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of uh, Loki Episode 5 and Black Widow. That one movie podcast. <laughs> Tomp. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the toms. We do have to do the toms, and hopefully my brain is working for this segment. Yeah, let's hope. I don't want to just be talking on my own. Gosh. I feel like I'm doing that already because I just tune you out. The toms! The toms! The toms! The toms! Tom's is a rapid-fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment in, on a scale of three famous Tom's. Hiddleston, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Middleston. <laughs> Hiddleston is the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and I, yeah, okay, Middleston is somewhere in between. That's right. Jimmy, let's get to it. Okay, so not a lot of Tom's this week, so this will be a fairly, this, will, this might actually be rapid-fire, we'll see. Uh, but first off, we have a couple of trailers to talk about. Uh, one was for Disney's new film, Encanto. Um, Encanto. Which, or Encanto. Uh, this, this trailer dropped, and I did not hear about it until I was looking up the news for this week. I didn't know it was even a thing. <laughs> I think it showed up in my recommended, so. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a new Disney movie, new 3D animated. I mean, it just looks like a Pixar movie. A lot of these Disney movies do at this point, but I feel like this one even more so than others. It looks like it looks like it looks Coco. like Coco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this Coco too? Yeah. Um, but I, okay. So the premise of this movie seems to be that there's this magic house, I guess. Um, and this family who lives there all seem to have like some sort of power ability of some sort. There's a lady who seems to be super strong. Um, I, I literally can't remember any of the other powers. <laughs> One um, of them can talk shape, to animals, I think. Shape shifting. Oh yeah, there's a shape shifting. Plant stuff maybe. Yeah. Um, but then there's one uh, one member of the family who doesn't have any of these powers. Um, so she is quote, not special. She is not special. So, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious where this movie is going to go. I mean, I would be, uh, I feel like I just knew right from the trailer, like, oh, she's going to, she's going to be special in her own way. She's going to not feel, she's going to feel inadequate. And then her family is going to be like, no, but you're, you're good at this. You bring us together. Yes. I don't know. She's the glue. (laughs) 
She finds herself yeah. in a real sky high situation. Yeah, <laughs> everybody else's powers. She doesn't have powers. Maybe Except she'll get in sky powers. high. He actually does get powers. Kind of defeats the purpose of the, the, the themes. Maybe maybe yeah. sky high is not a good movie. I don't know. I haven't seen it since <laughs> 2006 or when I have that seen movie it a out. surprising amount of times over the last two years. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, hold on the, the key detail we've left out here is that I'm Lin-Manuel Miranda and I'm back writing the music for this musical he is writing the music <laughs> and uh, I I mean that's cool that he's writing the music for it I this it seems like this at least the trailer starts out and like the house is very like the movements are very rhythmic and stuff and I kind of hope that's how a lot of the movie is. I think that'd be cool. Use use house and various household items to and to use for rhythms and and music and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it would be cool. It would be cool if everything is a drum, in my opinion. If, it, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what I'm referring to, look up "Everything Is a Drum" by Auntie Donna. It's a funny yeah. sketch. It is a funny sketch. Ah, uh, let's see what I was gonna say. Yeah, it looks like a Pixar movie. The animation, yeah, just looks like Coco. I honestly like it. Just it's the same <laughs> exact thing as Coco, and Coco is a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, it seems to be going in a very predictable <laughs> direction. <laughs> but you know, as long as the journey to the destination is worthwhile, it's all about the journey. Isn't it's it? all about the journey, man. The journey with yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda. I cannot wait for his very obvious and distracting cameo in this film. <laughs> I hope he's also just selling like <laughs> lemonade was... or whatever it is he sold in, in the Heights. Yeah, uh, I think shaved ice. Oh, shaved ice. Yeah, you're right. I think. That's I it. hope so. <laughs> that would be that would be good. Um, otherwise, I think that's all I got to say about Encanto. So I'm going to give it a middle stint. I think. Yeah, I'll give it a middle stint too. Beautiful animation, um, somewhat interesting premise, but like you said, I think it's it seems like it's going to be kind of predictable. But I hope it surprises me. I'll hold out hope. Uh, anyway, second trailer this week uh, is for What If, the new uh, Marvel series coming. Uh, we got an, a premiere date actually for this. Going to be releasing weekly starting on August tenth. Um, the, this trailer is, uh, for those of you unfamiliar with what if it's basically just an animated series that takes a bunch of, uh, characters from the Marvel cinematic universe and it, it tweaks them a little bit. It's like, what if this happened instead of this? So, uh, what if, uh, agent Carter got the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers? What if, uh, Killmonger saved Tony Stark I guess <laughs> that was interesting that was like the first one yeah um yeah so it's just like all the and I don't know how long these episodes will be but the, each episode will be pretty standalone from what I understand yeah it seems like an anthology I'm sure we'll we will we will be reviewing it I guess probably yeah I mean I'm okay with it um so yeah and I th- it's gonna be the last uh, appearance for Chadwick Boseman, right? In a mm-hmm. in yeah, this is his last performance in total. I'm pretty yeah. sure, even though it's it's a voice performance. So, uh, they featured that at the end of the trailer. That was nice. Uh, yeah, Yondu's back in it. So yeah, yep. like you said, it's just kind of like alternate realities. I it does not seem like it's going to have a larger impact at all. It just seems like oh hey, you know this. What if this happened? Wouldn't that be cool? I think there's like a Star Wars comic run where they did that too 
probably. Or it's like and I wouldn't, different versions well, of the, each of the original trilogy Star Wars movies. Well, and the, st- the Star Wars comics are made by Marvel, so they probably took... Because, like, what if... I think the what if Marvel comics have been a thing for quite a while, so I bet they made the what if comics, and then they're like, all right, let's just make Star Wars comics like this. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um... Yeah, it looks interesting. Uh, it's an anthology, so if one episode's not very good, that won't affect the other episodes. It sounds like I don't think there's going to be an overarching story, but I don't think so either. Uh, the zombies one, I'm kind of excited for that. Oh yeah, the zombie. They didn't even show that, did they? They showed briefly. Uh, it was it wasn't very much though. I bet they're trying. I bet that'll be like one of the last ones. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. Um, but yeah, so I I'll give this a Hiddleston. Yeah, Hiddleston for me too. Excited. We're getting just a constant. We're like Loki will end next week, and then it'll just be a few weeks, and then we'll have what if. <laughs> These are coming out pretty consistently, and I bet we'll get Hawkeye before the end of the year. Which can't you know, wait. Can't wow. wait. We'll get more into My that. Favorite later, character Hawkeye. <laughs> Okay, uh, so not a lot of news this week. This one, uh, this piece was interesting, though. So I, before, kind of as a joke, I had mentioned the Barbie movie that's being made. Um, and I, at first, you know, didn't really care about it. However, uh, so we got some news about it this week. It's going to be directed by Greta Gerwig, uh, who recently got uh, fresh off of the hot movies Lady Bird and Little Women directed those movies uh, and she's also she's an actor herself she's been in films like Frances Ha and 20th Century Women it's going to be co-written by her and her partner Noah Baumbach uh, who directed and wrote Marriage yeah. Story uh, <laughs> so we've got a lot of talent behind the camera for this Barbie movie um, and I think before I had said Margot Robbie's going to be the one starring in it um, but yeah lots of talent for this movie <laughs> that just seems like I mean, if, if, like, in anyone else's hands, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Uh, yeah, well, it'd be a missed opportunity if the movie's good and, and a reviewer didn't say, it's fantastic, it's made of plastic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, will there be shrimp on the bobby? That's a good question. Uh, it, that's, a, that's another thing they need to do. If, if Emma Stone is not eating shrimp, that's a missed we opportunity. Need some of- they're both they're both pretty good comedic writers, so we need these we need these hot jokes that we're coming up with just yeah. on the spot. Well, great minds think alike, so obviously yeah. they're going to be thinking of these t- things too. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean it makes me more interested. Did you say there's a there's a timetable on this movie at all? Or? I think they're filming. They're starting to film it early next year. Um, it could be. I mean, it could be interesting. I, I I like the names behind it. I like the talent. It it uh, piques my interest. So I'll give it a Hiddleston. Yeah, Hiddleston. Didn't think I'd give a Barbie movie a Hiddleston. But. Sure. <laughs> you know what? I did play with Barbies when I was little for a little while. Did you actually? Yeah, just not very long. Like when I was like, you know, yeah, four, probably for a few months. But uh, yeah. I was more of I a was cars never- guy, you know, cars. Uh, yeah. Scooby-Doo action figures, Batman, <laughs> Star Wars action figures were big. Um, and then I got into Lego and the rest was history. Yeah, I was mostly just into Hot Wheels and stuff. Yeah, Hot Wheels are legit, man. That was great. Dinosaurs. Yeah. Those are Dinosaurs, cool. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Holden, you want to come over and bring your toys? 
Yeah, it yeah. sounds like we, we've got similar interests. Yeah. I'll bring my Tom Brokaw bobblehead, which I have neglected to mention until this podcast. I bought it like several weeks ago. Uh, sorry for this tangent, but I bought a uh, Tom Brokaw bobblehead at an, at an estate sale, which would be a lot cooler if this was like a video podcast and you could actually see it. But uh, instead, it's just on my desk next to where I record. Yeah, well, maybe one day, Holden. Maybe one day. I, I don't know. Once once you learn Final Cut Pro. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, what, uh, what, were we, what are we talking about here? We, we just went on a tangent. We need to get on to the next, <laughs> next bit of news. Uh, anyway, so the next bit, uh, Bong Joon-ho uh, recently had an interview and kind of talked about what he's doing. Uh, so we previously announced that he was doing an animated movie. Uh, but he Bong Joon-ho, of course, from director of parasite and Snowpiercer, yeah acclaimed director uh anyway so but his apparently his animated movie is not going to be released until like 2025 or 2026 it's a long ways out so and i think it he made it sound like that's his next thing he's doing so we've probably got a while until we've got another movie from him but he also did say he confirmed that he's working closely with uh adam mckay the the current screenwriter for the parasite hbo series he's like working really closely with them to make sure it's good and he thinks with how it's going right now it ha- it's it's going to be amazing he said uh he also confirmed that it's going to be set in the united states but it's going it's not like a I, I think we've we've said it multiple times before it's not going to be a remake it's going to be apparently set in the same universe as the korean movie great the same which we seemingly is our universe <laughs> yeah it's like i well i mean like parasite is a great movie and is like a very like big movie but ultimately the scale is like pretty small I feel it would feel I bet there's just going to be like a reference in the background to the events of the movie or something it's probably it's not going to be related at all I would guess yeah I mean that makes sense to me if you're going to do something I would just do it completely out completely detached from from the from the film um which is it's exciting hopefully it does well uh if it's if it lives up to the movie it'll be very interesting very unique and very entertaining so i'm gonna give it a hiddleston yeah hiddleston for me too um another thing uh is that there is a new uh, this and i'm mostly bringing this up because i fi- this it's a remake of a movie but i found the original film adaptation interesting i wanted to mention it so there's a new adaptation of guys and dolls coming out guys and dolls is a musical old-timey musical from like the 50s um i'm also bringing this up because i was recently involved in a production of guys and dolls so i'm very familiar with the story um but uh, so i did play the doll no i played the the camera operator (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so yeah, it, this new adaptation is going to be directed by Bill Condon, uh, who directed music the musicals Dreamgirls and the live-action Beauty and the Beast, but he also wrote uh, the Chicago f- adaptation and The Greatest Showman. And apparently he's won an Oscar for the film Gods and Monsters, which I've never heard of before. But apparently he won best... It was like a movie in the 90s. Um, I can't remember who stars in that movie. Uh, I think it's Ian McKellen, actually. Uh, anyway, so... 
talented director sounds like. But the original film adaptation, I didn't realize this until I was lo- I was reading this news. Uh, it stars Ma- both Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra, and then it was also directed by Joseph Mankiewicz. Wow. So, but uh, my roommate who was in who was like actually in the musical that I helped out with. Uh, they watched the the old movie and said it wasn't very good. So, uh, but do, do you like the musical itself? I guess I like some of the music. I'm not. I I feel like they have to modernize it because at least the stage musical is there's a lot of outdated stuff in it, and it's just it feels very it feels like a very odd thing to just make in our current culture. Well, just so the name me, Guys and Dolls. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't sound very 2021. No, it's not. I So I feel like they're probably going to modernize it somehow and, like, update the script. Because it, it, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the music, for the most part, is good. That's about what I like about it. The story's kind of basic musical. It's not very interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Any thoughts about this, though, Jimmy? Uh, no, it doesn't really pique my interest, if I'm going to be honest. So I'm going to give it a Bombadil. Ooh. A Bombadil. <laughs> I'll, give it a, I'll give it a Middleston. We'll see what they do with it. Um, and then the final piece um, is... Uh, did you see that there's, like, a new YouTube series in the boys' universe or whatever? A new... I'd watch some sort of... I don't know if it was this series, but I watched some sort of news thing. Yeah, it was the news thing. That was all right. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was, apparently they're they're starting to make these monthly. It's going to be released on the seventh of each month. Get it? Because the seven, you know, seven on the, the seven. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a tribute uh, to it, local on the eights. Yeah. <laughs> For anyways, you so interested in the Weather Channel lore? <laughs> do you remember local on the eights, Holden? They still yeah, do. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Back when you had to, back when we didn't have smartphones to know what the weather <laughs> was going to be that day. But anyway, this is uh, apparently uh, it's going to be a monthly YouTube series that acts as like a parody of news stations, but it's all set within the boys' universe. And it, they said it's not going to be necessary for keeping up with the story, but it will act as a way to tide people over for the next season, and it'll drop hints as to where the next season will go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they do kind of just like tease little things, like, and then mm-hmm. they reference like smaller bits of the show, like the one blind guy or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that bit, um, the blind superhero, um, but you know, just like little things like that, just to tide you over, like you said, give us some new things, tease out information in a little bit more of a creative way. I didn't think this one that they showed now was all that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's if they kind of figure out the formula, it'd be a more exciting way to to learn stuff uh, outside of you know just like a a teaser stuff. So they're trying something. I like it when they try something. Like um, yeah, I loved the Deadpool it, two teasers where they yeah. were just like they showed the tone of it without really showing anything about the movie, like the Bob Ross stuff or when mm-hmm. he's like trying to that change was it. I forgot the about telephone the telephone marketing booths. for that. Um, or like you had the you know Blade Runner twenty forty nine where they made the short films, mm-hmm. three short films leading up to it, kind of surrounding it. I love that sort of marketing that's 
doesn't spoil everything. You know what I'm saying? It, this is just teasing random stuff without showing any actual footage of what's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be an actual trailer sometime, but yeah. Um, I do like when, when people think outside the box. Well, yeah, it definitely shows. I mean, like for all those things you mentioned, those movies you mentioned and for this, it definitely, you can tell that the makers like are willing to put in extra time and effort to like, get people intrigued into this like the people who make the boys clearly care about the the boys yeah. so yeah uh i mean i i actually haven't even watched the entirety of that one they released i was i just that was another thing that when i was looking up news for this i just kind of started it and then i was going to finish it after we didn't finish recording but uh as far as concept goes i'm going to give it a brokaw yeah i'll give it a hiddleston as well or yeah hiddleston <laughs> Uh, the execution of the first one, I would say, is like a middle stin, though. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, that's it for Tom's this week. I th- Did we talk about the... Last week, did we talk about the new Nintendo thing? Yep, we okay. did. I figured we did. Is there any other gaming stuff? Uh, well, PlayStation had a short state of play where they showed a little bit of Deathloop gameplay. I think that game looks pretty good. I'm pretty... Ex- I'm hoping it gets good reviews. Because okay. um, it looks pretty interesting, pretty fun. Otherwise, they announced a sequel to Moss, which a game is a game oh, that yeah, you yeah. like a lot. I haven't played it yet. It's a virtual reality game. I don't. There might have been some other smaller stuff, but I think there's like a rumor that there's going to be a pretty large PlayStation event in in mid August. Okay. I want to say uh, where we're going to get God of War, uh, uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West, more stuff there, and then a big uh, PlayStation VR thing so like kind of like good. last june we had the ps5 reveal like it sounds like this one's gonna be like the real big big one yeah i mean all the other companies have had a big thing and yeah sony made a, made a big deal about not having one during the e3 time but they should probably have one soon yeah otherwise i think that's all we have although you know uh, so we probably forget something big and then we'll just talk about it next week so yep until <laughs> then holden Let's talk about Mr. Hiddleston himself. Yes. Let's do Loki episode five. All right. So the penultimate episode of Loki uh, season one, seemingly, Uh, it seems like they were, I think, I think a while ago they had announced they want to do more than one season of this. Really? the yeah okay um, that's kind of disappointing honestly i mean i like it i really like the show this is a spoiler discussion by the way if you haven't watched it skip over this time codes in the description go and watch loki i'm really liking it so far one episode left uh well from what i from what i understand and what i like when they announced that it made it sound like they decided that after the show was done so this this i figure this story might wrap up pretty well i mean i'm sure it'll connect into other things but i don't think it'll be like a bunch of cliffhangers for a season two yeah i just don't like i don't know where you would go i mean i guess the show Mm -hmm. obviously hasn't ended yet yeah but i don't it just seems kind of weird like loki has gone through his character development yeah and (laughs) i would assume that this whole storyline with the tva is gonna come to an end or at least have some sort of conclusion so it's like it is it just loki and sovi's great adventures through time to go help people or something yeah i don't know we'll see 
I, I'll, I'll reserve more judgment about a season two after next week, I think. Um, or I guess in two days is when the new episode comes out, um, as of this time of recording. Um, anyway, the episode itself, um, after the cliffhanger of last week of Loki getting pruned and getting sent to a, a seeming world with a bunch of other Lokis, um, he, they find out that this world is called the Void. It's apparently at the end of time, I guess. Um, I One of the things that a lot of people, uh, there's a bunch of things online about, I wasn't, I guess I wasn't paying that close attention to the backgrounds and stuff. So there's like a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. There's a lot of just little mini fan service things that they would never probably include in a movie, but they're like, oh, we'll just we'll put it in here. This just kind of, if you spot it, you spot it. You got the, probably the, the most notable is Thanos copter. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Which I, if I implore you, if you have not ever uh, looked up Thanos Copter, like the comic, look it up because just the panel that like the panels that it's in in the comic are really funny because they're really stupid. It's just Thanos and he's in a copter that says Thanos on it, um, and then he gets arrested by just regular police officers. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, that's right. uh, yeah, makes him that- a little less intimidating. Yeah, the comic that that was in is like a kid's comic, I'm pretty sure. So it's just like, oh, the police arrest him. They arrest the bad guy. Um, there's Frog Thor is in it, which I did not... I, I went back and kind of skimmed through the episode to like remember what happened, but I forgot to stop and look for that. Apparently you can see Frog Thor. Yeah, he's in the ground, and I was like, I can't tell what that is. I wasn't going <laughs> to pause it and go back. I think I did actually kind of go back and rewatch that one part and i still can't tell what it is oh okay um and he's in the ground as they're transitioning i think into the bunker kind of place the bowling alley bunker thing yeah um and you know like milner's right there but it's like there's a bunch of dirt in between them so it's like how does he know milner's there also he's gonna suffocate instantaneously (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah, just a lot of cool things. Like, there's the Avengers Tower, but it's not Avengers Tower. It's, what is it? I don't remember. Kek, um, uh, what I forget the name of the company that's by the the guy who's, what's his name? <laughs> the big guy that maybe is the villain. Kang. Kang, yeah. It's like, oh, what is it called? I don't remember. <laughs> Quank or something? industry i don't remember it's avengers tower but it's some organization that king conqueror yeah uh, was in charge of and then you got just other kind of random things you had that uh battleship that was apparently mysteriously disappeared or whatever oh yeah you had there's the uh big bad guy ship from guardians of the galaxy is there uh you have the sphinx i guess i People said the Sphinx had a nose. I didn't know. I didn't really. I oh, didn't I, d- I didn't that. even notice there was a Sphinx. Um, and then the Lighthouse of Alexandria was there. I don't know why that was there, but it was there. <laughs> it was like the first thing you saw. It was like, hey, That's it's the Lighthouse it. of it Ex- disappeared. It actually it got- fell in a series of earthquakes. But yeah, I know. But uh, actually- did you know that, Holden? Because that's pretty impressive <laughs> yeah. that you knew that. I did actually know that. Wow. Look at you. It was one of the wonders of the ancient world. It I think was. The, 
I think those wonders are pretty cool. They are pretty cool, huh? Um, yeah, but overall, uh, this episode's pretty good. Yeah, I um, liked it. You got a bunch of different Lokis, Holden. We should talk about the different Lokis. There's yeah. an alligator Loki. Maybe it's not a Loki. Yeah, maybe it's just an alligator. <laughs> it's lying that it's Loki. You got yeah. boastful um, Loki. Yeah, boastful Loki. Uh, kid Loki, who, who killed, apparently killed Thor. Yeah, killed Thor. And then classic Loki. Played uh, by the guy who's the one the one Imperial officer in the, the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Richard, classically trained actor Richard Grant. <laughs> 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 Who apparently, uh, it's he seems to be one of those like classically trained actors who just enjoys doing this stuff because he's like been very active on like social media and and stuff about his part in Loki. He seems to really like it, so good mm. on him. He's not just he doesn't just have a stick up his butt. They seem to be having fun those actors. Yeah. and then you got we finally get President Loki in context gets his hand yep. cut off by or eaten off excuse me by alligator loki which is hilarious <laughs> i started like it was because i wasn't i wasn't expecting it because it's so much more violent than i would expect from a disney show and while it's not like overtly like blood spraying everywhere it's still just like oh my god well i like how it like <laughs> looked bad like it didn't look yeah re- like the alligator was like clearly cgi and then it's just like a very clean like lightsaber cut yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so like, like it was comical the and then one well, tom hiddleston's scream was really good too that was probably the first time i'd ever heard him scream like that <laughs> uh and then chaos and soon it was just cool a cool bowling alley sort of place mm-hmm. like i could see them making a cool lego set out of that yeah um or something uh yeah i just i liked the the set i hope it was real maybe they just made it <laughs> maybe they just made the whole thing in the volume but you never know looked good it lo- it looks like it was pretty i feel like that's something that would be pretty easy to ma- just make i don't know i don't know if it'd be easy but be cool. well okay yeah not not too expensive maybe i would say um and- but uh so we got we got the loki's there he, tom edelson loki is just like hey we gotta get out of here and the other guys are like what are you talking about there's no nah, that's pretty here. cool here <laughs> just want to stay here um yeah i mean i think like they're all i mean them all being so different from one another just adds to what we've we've said about loki and sylvie and how they're i mean they're all they all are just loki and you can tell like boastful loki i mean loki is very narcissistic and like but this is just kind of those qualities amplified and classic loki is more of the the trickster like wise smart type um and kid loki is like the one that is actually like a a good ruler i guess like he's got some leadership qualities in him um i'm starting to think loki is just a personality type like you're taking the myers-briggs personality test (laughs) oh i'm an l-o-k-i uh um but uh yeah no like like you said that it was fun seeing all these little easter eggs and references a lot of people i've never watched doctor who but i heard a lot of like comparisons to like doctor who but it, i just had fun because it was just silly mm-hmm. and it was interesting at the same time like it wasn't like it wasn't dumb you know no. what i'm saying it was like a smart silly and i'm like i've never really seen anything like this before 
and I'm enjoying it. And I didn't know where this series was going, but this is an interesting direction that um, it's fun. And and then we have the huge what is the, what's the big smoke guy called? I can't remember. Eliath. 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 Yes. Yeah. Who apparently is from the comics? I'm not familiar with him. And uh, apparently big... associated with Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know if they are going to do Kang. We can, um, do we want to talk about that series. now, or should we wait a little bit? Uh, about we can talk about it now. All we right. can talk about it now. Um, yeah, so we, Jimmy and I actually discussed this after we saw Black Widow, but um, discussing who we think like the central antagonist will be. Um, so uh, there's some clues. People are thinking it's Kang the Conqueror, a big Marvel villain who is probably going to be the main villain of at least Phase 4. And is confirmed uh, to be in Ant-Man Quantumania, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's there's some clues with that. Like you said, Eliath is associated with him in the comics. And um, Renslayer, the judge, is like, I think, Kang's girlfriend. Uh, or like a close friend or something. Yeah yeah um i actually when i was like re-going through it i didn't i had forgotten that ren still seems to just not know what's happening i don't buy that though. like it doesn't if she doesn't really know what's going on it doesn't it, it's not being portrayed very well well but like she says she talks to like miss minutes yeah but she is, okay she says that but then yeah. she says these things and she says it to B15 or whatever the, the soldier is. But like, I don't know if it's just, I don't think her acting is very good in those scenes, but I just still get the impression that she does know what's going on. Yeah. I, well, I guess for me, it's just like, I like miss minutes is literally just like this compete, like Siri essentially. I don't, I wouldn't get the point of lying to her. Because she's just like, get me the files on the starting of the founding of the TVA and whoever founded it. That's like what she's, I mean, not word for word, but that's what she says. Yeah. And I don't know. I I mean, she could still be in on it. And I think that is probably what will happen. Or, or, yeah, or I think you make a good point here. Maybe she doesn't know what's going on. But when she finds out it's Kang, she might, you know, sympathize with his... Uh, philosophies or you know whatever yeah, his motives yeah. and then then they kind of become a team i don't think it's king i talked about this with holden it would be kind of weird for them <laughs> like for the casual uh disney plus observer if it's yeah uh, to just suddenly have <laughs> this guy this blue face guy kang the conqueror um, who i i him being the villain of this phase i think pretty much confirms there's going to be a fantastic four movie because he's like reed richards like great great grandson or something <laughs> it's like a weird connection there okay um they might retcon that stuff too. they might retcon that too uh but my theory is that the the big bad is just the loki another loki who got everything he wanted who just mm-hmm. won like the the quote unquote superior loki who like from the beginning of the show like loki's first instinct was oh i'm going to overthrow the tva and then i'll control the timeline and then i'll create order and that's what humanity really mm-hmm. wants yeah or excuse me like you know the whole universe really wants cuz it's you know more than just humanity in the mcu but I think that's the direction this story's going. Yeah. Which I think, I think so a lot of people will see as like underwhelming. Uh, 
but I think it makes sense from a character standpoint because you literally have that being our Loki, his that's his first instinct, and then his growth from that point, he's going to realize that that is the last thing he wants to do, and then that will just show his whole growth, and then he is the actual superior Loki because he has friends and love. <laughs> Which is yeah, cheesy, no. but it's a good character arc, and I and I think that's where we're going. And I think he's like, look, we need chaos. This is fascism and all that, and he's gonna overthrow the the quote unquote superior Loki who fulfilled his you know his dreams and stuff. But Loki's glorious purpose, his actual yeah, glorious no. purpose, is to create this chaos and and let the uni- break the universe free from the chains of the TVA. Yeah, I agree. I think it would just work best if, if Loki's the villain. Uh, it'd be the most satisfying thing at this point because just introducing a new character, even one that's like a big one like Kang, it's just kind of like, well... I mean, if, if it's Kang, you know they're not going to beat him because he's, he's like confirmed to be in other movies. And like if it's another just a random villain, then it's kind of like, oh, well whatever that's not satisfying but yeah what if it's uh the real timekeepers and it was just an animatronic representation of their physical forms no but they like actually look like that yeah they're they're just like oh we just control the robots because we don't want to go over there every week or (laughs) just a little lazy um yeah uh so yeah i agree i hope it's loki and i think if it's loki there's gonna be a lot of angry people on the internet oh so many i can't (laughs) there's gonna be so much backlash but i think that's the way the show probably should go but if they go somewhere else you know i'm i'm they've i've had i've been on my toes the entire time i've i really have not known what's gonna happen um until i feel like that's gonna happen but if it doesn't happen we'll see uh yeah but I'm, it will, and then you'll look back, and they're like, oh, wow, they were so right. They nailed it. Otherwise, maybe we were just completely wrong, which is also okay. Um, got some good uh, Loki and Sylvie bits in this. I have a really long conversation. Uh, it's pretty cool. He pretty neat. conjures it's, it's, up a pretty crappy blanket. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, a tablecloth or whatever she says? Yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know if they're going romantic with them. I definitely think it could just be friendship. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they're 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 heavily hinting that it's romantic, but it, once again, it's that it seems weird, a weird thing for Disney to go with, but hey, whatever. I don't know. As much as I've enjoyed Tom Hiddleston playing Loki, in this series and and throughout the last couple of movies which because i back in 2012 did not like him at all in the avengers i just i was like mm-hmm. i hate loki he's such a terrible villain all this blah 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 blah. <laughs> maybe i'd have a different opinion if i went and rewatched that movie but um as much as i've enjoyed him this series last few movies i do think his character should probably die i, I just don't see what you have left to do with him or or not maybe die but just go off into the sunset kind of deal yeah like I just don't think there's any anything left to tell of his story. I guess um, I hope he gets a satisfying conclusion. I think it would be kind of poetic if his glorious purpose is being completely selfless 
and and giving himself up it like you know yeah. kind of like he does f- for thor you know he distracts thanos just long enough to rescue thor um you know if he sacrifices his, himself up again for the sake of the universe so owen wilson can ride a jet ski i think that would be poetic <laughs> and then sylvie would kind of take his place i think in the yeah MCU. I think there's yeah there's quite a bit left that Sylvie can do and I'm I'm really enjoying her so far so like I mean if they really wanted to make a Loki season two they could just have it focus on Sylvie I guess or or the adventures of Loki and Sylvie like if they find something for them to do I'm just saying like I don't think where are you gonna get the growth there yeah I don't know but I I don't know I'm sure they can prove me wrong the fact that that's this the fact that they this is like the only series that they seem like at least so far that like well we want to do more than one season maybe they already have an idea like a good idea an i would idea hope they find, so yeah well yeah i would hope so too <laughs> but hope, maybe it's an idea they find like worthy enough that they're like yeah we need we need a season two for this that just surprises me so much because this show has been so tightly written mm-hmm. that it just feels like a mini series it doesn't feel like a, a show that you would extend another season yeah. but i mean again uh, Marvel has proven me wrong time and time again, so th- I'm sure they'll do it again. Uh, uh, let's see. Anything I else we want to talk about? Uh, you know, I, wanted- I think it was cool when Classic Loki conjured up the entire Asgard. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good effect. Yeah, that is cool. I, I, I mean, going along with each of these Lokis having different personalities, I also like them just like being good at different magical abilities and his is like con like conjuring various illusions and stuff and i I think that's interesting that makes them all different too um i did want to mention i don't think we've mentioned this at all but i think the soundtrack for this is great yeah the score is fantastic i mean the main theme has i've had it stuck in my head a few times uh i just i really like all the the little things they've gotten right with this whether it's the <laughs> cinematography the the production design is fantastic the <laughs> score complements it so well even the font i was like the font looks so stupid and then now it's <laughs> like it all makes sense it all fits yeah. in that even the little opening bumper where the letters are changing it i think it really complements the show nicely the end credits go well that you know they just have everything so tight um in terms of just it all blends together and that's what i'm saying it just it works so well as a miniseries that if they go a season two i'm just it's just surprising to me Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah this is i feel like even even if this final episode is like a little disappointing i think this is still probably the best show so far I would have like, to I agree. Like, I don't think I don't think there's like a level of bad that would drop it below WandaVision or Falcon and Winter Soldier for me. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I don't I the way they've handled it so far. Like, I feel like the only way the only thing they would maybe botch is like the whoever turns out to be the run running the TVA or whatever. And I even that like, I don't know. It's just the first five episodes have all been so good. And while I liked a lot of WandaVision, it's, that was a lot more varying in quality. And then, of course, neither of us really liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier much. So, um, I would say that, for me, I, I see this as the superior of the three. Because as much as I did enjoy WandaVision at the time, that was more so 
because of the week-to-week speculation and mm-hmm. the, the hype around each episode and what's going to happen and, and all that. Whereas I think like just rewatching that or binging that would not be as good, you know, like for mm-hmm. me to recommend one, someone, uh, one of these uh, series now, I think Loki is really fun now to speculate and to, to hear what everybody's saying about it. But I still think it's going to hold up really well and yeah. be a really good show if I just recommend it to somebody else because they're going to be interested in this mystery and it's one where you could watch one episode a day or one a week or you could binge the whole six episodes and I think it's going to work really well as a show. Whereas yeah. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I don't think uh, to that extent uh, those shows are as good. Yeah, I've or I've already rewatched some episodes of Loki and I still enjoy them almost as much as I did the first time, so... Yeah, I think it's just the most well done too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that's about all I have to say about this episode. I'm gonna give it another nine out of ten. I think this whole series, uh, barring the ending, is is right around that nine out of the ten. Really exceptional level. Yeah, I I think uh, I might I I'll probably go eight and a half. Didn't quite. I don't really have a reason. I guess I just personally didn't quite enjoy this as much as the other ones, but it's, I mean, it's pretty marginal, I guess. So eight, eight and a half still very good. Yeah. Just because there's more, there's more room to be even better. I think you're saying, as opposed to this one, not being great. Um, otherwise, yeah, we'll talk to you next week about the the final episode finale of Loki, at least season one. Uh, and we will see were we right were we completely off Uh, (laughs) it was Owen Wilson all along even though it wasn't definitely not no it wasn't maybe it was Sylvie nobody's saying it's Sylvie it's not Sylvie I I hope it's not Sylvie yeah that would be weird (laughs) maybe it's I'm still saying it's Mephisto maybe (laughs) it's uh, it's, uh, Paul Bettany but not Vision just Paul Bettany just Paul Bettany uh yeah uh that's all we have for loki let's talk a non-spoiler review of black widow let's keep the mcu train going holden black widow uh finally came out after over a year of delays uh we they was supposed to come out like early may of 2020 obviously the pandemic happened so that pushed everything back so we're just now getting it now in july uh it's released both in theaters and for that stupid premiere access on disney plus <laughs> which apparently it's doing pretty well they've got yeah. like 60 million dollars from that which I'm like disappointed about. I was kind of hoping it would. I was hoping it would do really well in theaters and then flop on the service. But why? Just because I don't. I don't want them to keep doing that. <laughs> I think it's so stupid. I don't know. Anyway, um, Black Widow. Top three um, spider for sure. Yeah, top three spider for sure. It's pretty cool. Uh, my dad was disappointed when I told him I watched it and that I didn't buy it on Disney Plus because he was like, oh, I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, this uh, it's obviously follows Black Widow, uh, played by Scarlett Johansson. Um, it's set in between uh, Captain America Civil War and Avengers Endgame, so she's on the run after having helped out um or, you, or avengers infinity war you mean yeah that's what i meant 
Um, so yeah, and so she's on the run from the government because she like helped out Captain America or whatever, and it's this whole soul debacle. But she gets kind of sidetracked and goes on a little mission that pertains to her past and everything. And um, yeah, I mean that's that's it. That's the plot basically. Yeah, uh, this movie may have been a year delayed but it was already <laughs> it was already four years too late because yeah. this movie doesn't have has so little ramifications on the rest of the mcu yeah um i guess well, it, we should like, just say now spoilers for avengers endgame just in case you haven't yeah, seen yeah, yeah. do not see this movie if you haven't seen avengers endgame okay <laughs> don't do it yeah all right yeah Black Widow has some very important character moments in Avengers Endgame, so please quit listening now if you're interested in seeing this movie, but you haven't seen Endgame. All right, that's over. So, uh, so I, I told Jimmy when we were watching the movie at the end. Um, <laughs> I won't get into exactly what the post-credit scene is, obviously, because of spoilers. But uh, we all know that you know black widow dies in avengers endgame and there there is a reference to that um but and, and so the girls that are sitting next to me are like black widow dies <laughs> just stunned <laughs> and i was like yep sorry about that <laughs> and she swan dived off a cliff to save yeah. hawkeye's life <laughs> of all people of all the most expendable characters yeah um anyway so this movie yeah i mean i think i'm i'm certainly okay with these with some of these marvel movies not having like big repercussions on the larger universe like i mean like movies like spider-man homecoming and you know far from home they they yeah, have like they have origin stories yeah and i mean they have connections and stuff but they're not they're not like hugely tied into the other ones um but black widow it like the biggest problem with it is it just feels so out of place and it feels like such a weird spot to start phase four because you're starting phase you're, what you're doing with releasing this movie now instead of like 10 years ago is you're you're starting phase four right after avengers endgame like you're starting this whole new s- slew of movies with this movie that doesn't matter at all it's completely is, irrelevant yeah completely irrelevant set in the past and really, like, I really the only connections are like in the post-credit scenes and stuff. Like it, <laughs> the rest of the movie really just doesn't have anything to do with the MCU. It's okay. So here's the deal: as a movie, it's good, all right. Yeah, it's, it's it is a mid-tier Marvel movie. I would say, like, it's got moments of good action. It's like a Doctor Strange level. Yeah, Doctor Strange level, Spider-Man, Far From Home, I would say around that level. Like a decent, fun, entertaining Marvel movie. The problem is, is that the whole movie, all I was thinking about is, you guys, why did you not really, you didn't make, you needed to make this four years ago, and you didn't. You cowards, you waited for Wonder Woman to come out and make a billion dollars before you made a suit. Uh, female-led superhero movie this movie should have come out in 2017 coincidentally isn't that when wonder woman came out yeah yeah made a billion dollars oh now we can make our black widow movie 
or like I mean could have even had it sooner than that because I mean Black Widow has been in the movies since Iron Man 2 in 2009 and well, I, I know I, on, I'm saying that this this movie t- takes place after yeah, Civil yeah. War so I'm giving them well, at least the benefit of the doubt there yeah does it need to take place after Civil War not really you can not, have built the story absolutely around not <laughs> I mean, there's some, like, obviously the, like, beginning of the movie deals with, like, post-Civil War and the very end a little bit. But, like, it it's, the majority of it, it's just, like, random references to, like, the Avengers that you could easily adjust. Doesn't really need to, like, I don't know. Yeah, that is, I, I think that's both of our biggest problems with this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's, it's just, just lip service. Timing. It's just yeah. lip service to Black Widow as a character, which is just, like wow you know great great message marvel yeah jeez it's just i i don't know i i just like it's too little too late you guys blew it you had this really interesting <laughs> character you killed off to save freaking hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> and Still now like you the dumb like i when i was watching that scene initially i'm like oh, okay here we go they're gonna kill off hawkeye thank god let's just let's just get rid of him <laughs> And then, nope, they kill off Black Widow instead. It's such a, I don't know, such a, I'm, I'm guessing, well, I don't know. I was going to say Scarlett Johansson wanted out of it, but then she did this movie. I don't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they probably just made a decision, a stupid decision. I, I, I just don't know. I just, it's just like you, you guys just, I mean, it. I don't know what else you can you have to say. They literally waited for another movie, <laughs> female-led superhero movie, to come out to do well before making this movie. Exactly. So I mean, you just—I don't think you can deny that. Like, it's just they—they nope. they had every opportunity in the world. Iron Man had a trilogy. Thor had a trilogy. Captain America had a trilogy. Captain America had a trilogy. Spider-Man, who wasn't even a character in the films had two movies i get it it's spider-man it's the biggest property they have i yeah. get that one okay also, he, he didn't say. have a movie until 20 like 16 or 2017 it was <laughs> that's all that's like eight years after black widow was introduced into the mcu it's just like <laughs> it just is complete lip service that's yeah. i mean it just is and i was thinking about that the whole movie it was i that's all i thought it doesn't justify its existence okay but and then well and I, the problem is now with the post credit scene it's like i can't even recommend someone to watch this movie after they watch civil war because then you're gonna have this spoiler so it's like okay you gotta watch it after civil war and then you can't watch this post credit scene though yeah that's true yeah, you can't watch it chronological order if you haven't watched the movies before. Which is, it's just dumb. Um, I guess getting into the actual movie, though, um, yeah, it's it's a fine movie. Um, like you said, it's it's a pretty average Marvel movie. Uh, lots of lots of action, very okay action. Um, some good emotional moments, good performances pretty much across the board i would say um the new cast of characters is pretty great i like them i like pretty much all of them i think florence Pugh is awesome in the movie she's probably midsummer fame yeah if you've watched midsummer uh she's great in this uh david harbour as red guardian if you probably know him from stranger things before anything he's awesome he's probably the funniest part of this movie i feel like his jokes are the most consistent um 
Rachel Weiss, which I didn't realize until we were watching the movie. We had just been talking about the nine the nineties mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, like on the way to the movie, and she's like the love interest <laughs> in that. <laughs> what a, that's funny. And I forgot to say anything to you about it, but yeah. Um so yeah, great, great star studded cast. Um overall. I don't really have anything bad about the performances i think uh, i've i've seen things about the like black widow herself doesn't have a ton to do in this movie i kind of agree i feel like florence Pugh's character has the most like and like in terms of emotional growth and stuff has like the most going on yeah she's probably the most interesting part yeah i mean the the story really revolves around their relationship with yeah. each other and and I mean, their past is interesting. I think the movie bogs down a little bit in in the second act mm-hmm. uh, when they're establishing a lot of those relationships. But I think it has a pretty strong third act, or at least pretty entertaining third act from an action standpoint, at the very least. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I um I would, comparison. I would. I was thinking this while watching it. It almost seems like Fast and Furious. <laughs> There's because there's a certain point where the I, I I won't get like into what's actually happening, but there's a lot of explosions and a lot of people just getting thrown around and should have been killed in the explosions, but they're just like unscathed. It's not like to the over the quite the over the top that Fast and Furious is, but I was getting vibes. Oh yeah, there are some shots in here where it's just like they're running away and there's an ex- like it's cheesy. It's yeah. like downright <laughs> cheesy, and some of it looks bad. um there's a couple times where there was a very like a really bad cg black widow i was like this that looks bad i was kind of surprised because i haven't i mean i guess the last time i would i would say that like a cg human in the marvel movies have looked bad was black panther but that was still a few years ago they haven't gotten it completely fixed um but taskmaster has some good moments but i think is underutilized as a character i think we can agree with that yeah obviously uh, no spoilers about taskmaster but uh since i know taskmaster's identity is like a big mystery going into this movie but like taskmaster is yeah the cool coolest thing about taskmaster in the comics is just seeing him like use all of all of these different powers that like superheroes use or at least different uh various abilities he like you see in the trailers for this he has a shield that he can throw like captain america and he can do all that kind of stuff and they do a little bit of it in this movie but a lot of it a lot of the different things he does is in the trailer and even then it's i feel like he could have just like black taskmaster could have done more been a little bit more interesting in his fighting because that's like his whole thing and he is a cool villain i don't know yeah he's just kind of like a side villain yeah in this like like, yeah um let's see other things we should talk about Uh, um i don't really have anything left i want to do non-spoiler wise specifically the music didn't really stand out to me no the uh, overall like the direct it's kind of just a generic marvel movie in terms of direction and cinematography like it doesn't really stand out i don't i'm not familiar with this director's work but it didn't really feel like she added too much like to did it. she do some wandavision stuff i don't think so okay 
I think I feel like she's mostly just done smaller movies before this. Okay. Um, I don't really remember what they I don't remember what they were called though. Um, but yeah, it's just I mean it, it has a very similar I guess feel in terms of direction to like Captain America: Winter Soldier. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit more bombastic than that, but in terms of the way it's shot and everything, very similar. Yeah, I mean. I I liked uh, Black Widow as a character. I wish they would have done more with her in this movie and the, and the other movies. Yeah. Um, the only I, the only play I really remember her getting that was interesting was in Endgame. Before yeah, she she's she's really good off a cliff. Um. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think that's where I'm gonna leave it for my non spoiler review. Are you ready to give your rating, Holden? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'll give Black Widow uh, I'm torn between like a six and a half and a seven. I'm going seven, if that makes sense. I'll, you feel I'll any go better. with a yeah, I'll go with a seven, sure. Like it's a good solid mid tier. Yeah, there's Marvel not really movie. anything wrong with it. I mean it's it's just so out of place should have been made earlier it's i i guess the the writing is is a little hit or miss a lot of the jokes fell kind of flat and i felt like i noticed that i maybe certain characters were better than others like i said red guardian i thought was pretty consistent like a lot of his stuff was pretty funny but like a lot of the the other jokes i was just kind of cringing at i was like yeah this is it's kind of like bad marvel humor (laughs) Or, yeah, the distracting Marvel humor. Like, you'll have a, a moment, and it's like, oh, well, we got to throw in our joke here. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of that. It, the script is kind of unremarkable from that standpoint. But, the, yeah, I think 7 out of 10. The villain's okay. The whole yeah. plot is a little ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it does feel like Fast and furious but also, like, a little bit, like, early Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. There's a specific comparison we'll make in spoilers, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall it was it was decent. So let's go into spoilers. Yeah. So the uh, the Mission Impossible bit, which we both thought, but we didn't actually say to each other until after the movie was. Uh, when Scarlett Johansson is wearing just like this way, this mask. It's basically this holographic mask that is way better than any sort of mask would be in real life. It's just it basically just projects Rachel Weiss's face onto her, uh, takes it off in a very Mission Impossible style fashion. Yeah, yeah, very Mission Impossible. Yeah, um, Taskmaster man. The reveal of the identity, whatever. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Uh, my big gripe is Taskmaster really didn't do anything at the end of the movie. Like, there was yeah. a little fight, but I felt like they were building it up. And they're like, oh, Taskmaster m- matches all your moves and stuff. And then it, it, it was nothing really happened. Yeah, I mean, like, Taskmaster, like, halfway through the climax, gets trapped in a cell that, he, that she can't break out of. <laughs> and then it's just there. And I was expecting, you know, like the building's blowing up. You'll, you know, she'll escape when that's happening. That's but what no, I thought, too. 
but like Black Widow literally lets her out, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that. Like I get why Black Widow would maybe do that because she feels bad about her. But like she has to wait until Black Widow lets her out before she can escape. Just kind of silly. The One of the things I didn't get. So you have the villain here. Why does he create a whole team of these widows that are exclusively female? I don't like. I is he just a pervert? <laughs> like, is that is that the driving force behind this? Like, why he would he not also? There was have... like a really cheesy line he said about there being too many girls in the world. Did you do you remember? Yeah. That? Well, wasn't he like gonna kill a bunch of women? I can't remember what it was. I don't remember. But like, I I maybe he's just sexist. I don't know. He's just like, well, I don't want you know men are too good like women deserve to be my slaves i don't know but it just seems all like throwaway stuff like it didn't yeah (laughs) i don't i don't understand it just was like okay i guess they they just want it to be all females okay but for no specific reason i don't know he was just very like big blockbuster villain guy generic (laughs) yeah he's just he's just the leader of a crime organization basically it, um, it is also kind of like the like the 90s pierce brosnan james bond a little bit like villain like just oh, like yeah, with the palace in the sky sort of <laughs> thing you know it's like it's just silly it's just silly that was pretty like when they were when they revealed like where the red room was i was like that's just kind of funny <laughs> it's just in the sky is lando the calrissian up there the reason why that no one has ever found him is because he's a, literally above the radar. <laughs> he's above the radar. Yeah, that was a good line. Um, yeah, I mean, I I enjoyed the third act though. Like, it was fun. It was silly. Like, I I love a good like break into the bad guy stealth yeah, operation. Yeah. Uh, the mm-hmm. bad guy's lair stealth operation. I love those. Like, breaking into the Death Star, whatever you know. Like, I I just love those. But uh, so I had fun with that. Um, it was cool when they were like fighting while the things going down. I'm like, this is has no basis in any physics, but whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, there's I okay. I, so I saw this joke online that I thought was really funny. It's like Black Widow, like falls down like from huge heights in this movie. Why didn't she survive an Endgame? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> And she does. She like she there's there's one point I think it's the bit where they're in Budapest or it's a or a different city and she just like falls and hits several pipes on the way down to the ground and is like maybe limping a little bit but that's all she's like unscathed. Yeah. Yeah, and then the whole like release the gas to like to free the people who are under mind control and and whatnot Mm -hmm. and the pheromones can't let you attack the guy but so she breaks her nose and then she fixes it and i'm like are you not gonna be able to attack him again or (laughs) i don't know maybe like severing that connection once is good enough because it was like a neural connection so i guess maybe she broke the nerve can she smell an infinity war (laughs) Yeah, they purposely put in a plot point like, oh, I can't smell an Infinity War. Or no, they'll release that in the director's cut. Yeah. 
I thought the post credit scene was going to be uh, just some guy, mop, Red Skull, mopping that rock down below. He's like, wow, well, this is a mess. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, but instead, it's what's it's what's her name? Julie Louis Ju- Dreyfus. Yeah, I can't remember her character's name. Uh, Elaine we, from Seinfeld. She's like Veronica or Victoria or something. Yeah, Contessa something. Yeah, she. Um, I guess spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you really care, um, she which was, yeah, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> she appeared in the last episode of that and like re- recruited uh, John Walker, the the bad guy, Captain America. Um, and the whole I, we had talked about it. I think in that episode that apparently like she, her appearance in this was supposed to come before Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I feel like I would have been even more confused. Yeah, I was like, that does that would not have made it any less jarring. Like yeah. it was jarring in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It would have been more jarring in this <laughs> week because it'd have been like, wait, who the heck is this lady? Because Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was it was jarring, but she like said her name and i she said i think she i mean she indicated she works with the government whether or not that's true or not but like at least there's that and if it was if we just saw her in this movie first it's like seems so out of place i, I don't know that maybe they could have altered it later on but i don't really <laughs> think they did it just, yeah she just seemed to explain herself a little bit more at the end of falcon and the winter soldier where this she's literally like hey i'm here here's hawkeye let's go kill him <laughs> which you know uh i you know even though i th- i think it's stupid that's really the only good connection with the overall mcu that it adds i'm interested to see where that goes in the hawkeye series she's I gonna become be- a hero she's gonna be an adventure they're gonna have a misunderstanding she's gonna be like yeah. i'm gonna kill you you killed her and he's like well i didn't kill her you didn't my daughter i tried to I'm kill myself to- I, I have my daughter. You should have seen my haircut. I was in a bad place. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's cool. I like Florence Pugh, as I said a lot in this movie, so I'm excited to see more of her in Hawkeye, I guess. I'm excited to see her more than I am Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, I am, too. Uh, and I hope they actually give her Black Widow, if that's what her new title will be. I yeah. hope they flesh her out and give her the treatment that scarlett johansson should have gotten yeah give her her own movie or series or something like don't just treat her like don't just treat her like a side character i mean now we're we're starting to get more female-led movies which is good i think we'll we'll start seeing more and more over the years i'm sure but like still inexcusable we didn't have (laughs) a black widow movie and then she was also just killed off yeah too. i mean it's one thing if scarlett johansson wants out but it, it's another if they just made that decision to keep again hawkeye <laughs> who cares i hawkeye mean guy is like no one's favorite superhero <laughs> he doesn't uh, even have superpowers yeah he just shoots bow and arrow See, I can understand why people would maybe consider Black Widow their favorite. She's kind. Of, she's well, kind I guess of cool. she doesn't have superpowers either. Yeah, I mean, she's like, she's pretty skilled. Yeah, she. I. I mean, it would have been cool at least to have a Black Widow Hawkeye team up movie. Like, yeah. if they're doing some sort of 
do that operation. Budapest mission they keep talking about. Yeah, and then and then you have they, a little bit more emotional, you know, attachment in that end game scene. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you could have killed off Hawkeye. <laughs> just, just I all I want to see is Jeremy Renner's head smashed into a rock. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure he's a, a decent man. Um, we didn't really go into the family dynamic. Uh, what do you think of them as a family? I thought it was an interesting concept. I still don't really get why they would have had the Red Guardian be this covert ops thing. Like, wouldn't he be recognizable? Yeah. Like, can you literally find anybody else? They didn't really explain why it needed to be him. Yeah, that, that was weird. Um, I thought, I don't know, it, it seemed weird to me. Like, I mean, obviously... I don't know. It, it seemed weird to me that like they had only actually been a family for like a few years, or like two or three years. I can't remember how long it was, but like I don't know. They they still have this like like great. I mean, I understand why Florence Pugh is so attached because she was like so young when she was like basically recruited into this. But I don't know. The rest of them still seem like super attached to each other, even though it was just like such a short time, and it was so long ago. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoy it. I just seems weird they would have picked such a short time frame. I do. Uh, I mentioned Guardian er, Red Guardians like humor. The part that I thought was the funniest was like, "Does Captain America ever talk about me? Like we were rivals." <laughs> like, kind of, and they're like, "You he wasn't even around when you were a big deal." Yeah, <laughs> he's still frozen and ice. Um, yeah. No, the family dynamic. I liked I liked how the mom turned out to be good and that was like the whole operation. I thought that the mask twist stuff was fun. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of cheesy, but it was fun. Uh I thought that and then the whole sky base thing. Like I said, it's like early Mission Impossible or 90s Pierce Brosnan James Bond yeah. silliness. It's just it is very silly and it, like all combined with like Fast and Furious levels of <laughs> action <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and then the yeah, the just yeah, I, I it was fun. I I thought it paid off. I thought the whole part where they were in the mom's residence went a little long. Mm-hmm. It was mostly just talking. I don't know. I guess I the wish they showed a little cute. bit more. I think the beginning part, it it just felt like it took a little too long to get going for me. Yeah, um, but I understand. I think. The beginning made more sense in the context, but when I was just getting into it, I'm like, why are we spending so much time here? Let's get going. But uh, in retrospect, I don't mind it as much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the family dynamic, like you said, they needed Scarlett Johansson's character, Natasha Romanoff, I should say, Mm -hmm. to be old enough to have an age difference with Florence Pugh, but not so old that, you know, there's a huge disparity between her life before and her life during that, that family time. So she can really differentiate it Mm -hmm. and realize that this is not my actual family and whatnot. Like you said, I think it would have been made, made a little bit more sense if it was like six years or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, I think it was nice. I thought it was (laughs) the end or the mom Melina or whatever is like, you take care of yourself now, 
Natasha. And I'm like, yep, don't go <laughs> diving off any cliffs face first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like, and then it's like, okay, well, where were they when all this was happening? Especially Avengers Endgame. Like, did they get blipped? You would think they would have been pretty in close contact. Also, David Harbour's Russian accent is kind of bad. Oh, but it's yeah. kind of funny bad. <laughs> like he's he's endearing enough that he, I mean he he is basically just a cartoon Russian superhero guy, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yep, that's I think that's all I got to say about Black Widow. Yeah, me too. All weird, right, it's such a weird start to Phase Four. Uh, hopefully, Shang Chi is better and feels more in place. Yeah. I think I think we'll start. Well, I guess I don't know if Shang Chi's. I think they're just gonna establish Shang Chi's character. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be feel very much like Black Widow, like Captain Marvel, where it's more of a one-off sort. Of, I guess Captain Marvel's up the scrolls and stuff, but I feel like you know, uh, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, Spider-Man, origin Homecoming. Movie. Yeah, I think it's gonna be that origin movie kind of establish the character. Then they'll get ra- wrapped into all the stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, Holden, what are ya doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, the first and most exciting thing I did this week, Jimmy, was last night I finally went to the State Theater. Oh. In Sioux Falls. Did you go to Mean Girls? I did go to Mean Girls. <laughs> my uh, brother and my sister-in-law were there. Oh, really? At the 7 o'clock showing? Yes, they were. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, I had a couple friends who wanted to go, one of which who had never seen it before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. That's a great opportunity to go. And I really love that movie. Um, it's such a cool place. I love it yeah. a lot. And it, and it was that was probably one of my favorite movie-going experiences, actually, because, like, I wasn't not there. Only was, yeah, Jimmy wasn't there, so that helped. Check. Well, not only not only were like the seats nice, the facilities very nice, and everything. Well, for one, they did have Barks root beer, so that helped a lot. Oh. Got to get my Barks kick in. Uh, but no, actually, like the movie it, itself, it felt like a midnight showing kind of because this movie is like such a cult like favorite film that like everyone knows a lot of the lines, a lot of the everything, and all the jokes and people are like people were like quoting it during the movie and kind of like laughing but i didn't like i had seen it before so i didn't care like i was i thought i was just enjoying that everyone else was having such a good time watching it and it's not like a movie that you need to be 100 percent paying attention to like focused in i it's probably not like the best first time watching it but like i having seen that movie several times before i thought that was just a really fun experience everyone and it was clear like everyone was willing enough to pay for this 15 year old movie pay full price for a movie ticket they must have loved it enough to do that so it was cool yeah i haven't seen mean girls in its entirety i've just seen little scenes of it highly recommend holds up pretty well yeah okay i will Lindsay lohan's in it right yes rachel mcadams I don't um, know who that is off the top of my head. She's she's the female lead in Game Night. Okay. <laughs> she's another thing. She's the love interest in Doctor Strange. She's in some other stuff, but she's she's good. 
Um, I also I watched the new Resident Evil Netflix series, which was it was not good. It was not good. (laughs) Yeah, it was only four episodes long, and each one was like a half hour long. So I'm like, all right, well, I like Resident Evil. I kind of think the lore is funny, so let's see what happens here. And it was just bad. (laughs) Like, supposedly it's set in between four and five, and you like it follows the two characters from two so leon and claire um but it's just like it's so tangentially related to anything that it didn't really add anything interesting and it was just boring and the animation was bad like it was all cg and parts of it looked really cool other parts of it looked like a ps2 game like it's just it was inconsistent and especially i think it i mean you always hear about CG looking better in nighttime scenes. I think that was a lot of it. When it was daytime, it just looked really bad. Um, so, yeah, that was not very good. Would not recommend it, <laughs> even if you're a Resident Evil fan. Um, last night, I wa- after I watched Mean Girls, I watched the movie Spree. Have you seen this? Never or, heard of it. Heard of it. It's on Hulu. I think it came out last year. It was like a VOD thing, a VOD release during the pandemic. And it's all about... Uh, it's what's his name what's the uh and oh steve steve from stranger things okay the, the old the old steve harrington yeah steve harrington the, yeah so, the, yeah i know who you're talking about yeah so he it's that actor and he's he plays this guy who wants to get go like viral on the internet and he's also like this driver he's basically an uber driver but the app is called spree instead of uber or whatever um and so he ends up uh to go viral he goes on a killing spree uh he basically he like he records himself live online like just killing people that he's picking up and it's all this satire on like you know internet fame and stuff and it's it's over the top it's pretty it can be pretty funny However, I do. I think its biggest strength is that it actually feels like it was made by someone who understands the internet. Like it feels like it was written by a young person. Like I feel like the satire, while maybe a little over the top, was pretty accurate, and a lot of the references weren't like cringy, <laughs> like just old like ten-year-old references or anything. Like it definitely felt like a very modern like take on 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 this kind of thing um i wouldn't call it like an incredible movie but it was like less than an hour and a half long and it was some of the kills are pretty fun and steve harrington is just eating it up in that role he's like he's just insane the guy who plays steve harrington yeah yeah um so yeah i uh I, i enjoyed that movie um that's what I've watched there. I've been watching a lot of Chappelle's show on Netflix, which is very funny. Um, in terms of games, I really haven't done a ton. I don't think I've mostly just playing like Hyrule Warriors and Smash Bros. Like I usually do. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've done. What about what about you, Jimmy? Uh, biggest thing I finished Invincible season one. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I liked the last couple episodes. I thought it was a nice little conclusion to season one. I probably will watch it going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, I, I thought I liked the boys a lot more. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think it was solid. Like, 
it's interesting kept my attention while i was on the elliptical so that's that's a good barometer <laughs> there um so yeah i i liked it i would recommend it to anybody who likes superhero stuff um it's, there's a lot of memes and stuff so good to keep up yeah. with that I'll, i'm looking good forward memes. to looking forward to being part of the discussion when season two comes out um yeah so that was the big thing other than that, I finished the story of Miles Morales. I don't remember if I had done that last week. I don't think so. Yeah, I finished the story. It was good. Um, just kind of working through the rest of the side stuff. You do need to play New Game Plus for the Platinum. So I don't know if I'll get the Platinum oh, on this that one. that kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, it's not a I super mean, how, long game. How long was the story? You know, it's hard to know because I just played it so infrequently um and okay. i would and i didn't really grind through the story so I, it's hard to, for me to know but it's not a very long game i know a lot of people have played it just like in a weekend so i just drew it out to like a month <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i played a little bit more of, of black mesa but i don't know i might just like i was telling you this holden that i might just read the story synopsis and and jump to half-life 2 just mm. from a, a gameplay standpoint it's it's like fun but it's not it's just not really my type of game or i just don't see i don't really see myself sinking all the hours i would need to finish it into finishing it at this black point Mesa's, black mesa is probably the longest one too i would guess because i think i mean yeah i would say it's probably longer than half-life 2 because they added quite a bit to the end of the game like the original for the most part it's pretty faithful to the original half-life but like the last bit is extended quite a bit so i can always go back and play it if i really love half-life 2 or something um so yeah otherwise uh i've gotten back into beat saber that's been really fun to do lately setting some new high scores for myself it's fun good exercise uh otherwise i think that's it i i, I want to start some new uh hbo shows so i think now that i finished invincible i'll probably do mayor of east town oh nice and then i've yeah, heard wanna... and i've heard succession's really good so yeah i really want to watch mayor of east town as well I, in succession at some point too so because i think a new season of succession's coming pretty soon yeah would be I season fall, i saw season four or season three. I don't know. I don't know, I don't but know. I I need to catch up on that because I've heard it's really good. So that's what I've been doing, holding, other than watching the the, the Euro finals and the uh, Copa America finals, all that sporting stuff. Home run derby tonight, holding. MLB All-Star game tomorrow. That's what I'll be doing next <laughs> couple days. Get this edited. And next week, holding, we got Space, Space Jam. Jam. A new yes. legacy. Yeah, um, can't wait for this to be not good. I, you know, I mean, initially, I was, I think we were both a little bit more positive on that first trailer than a lot of people were, but the marketing that has come out since has just made me like, kind of dread this. Hate is gonna hate. <laughs> it's not even that. It's just like all of, I don't know, like you have like videos of Porky Pig rapping. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> 
It's just, it's very cringy. It feels like it was written by old people trying to appeal to young people. I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's enjoyably bad, but I, I do not think it's going to be anywhere near as enjoyable as the first one. Uh, well, I don't think the first one's that good, so it's not a very high bar for me to pass. <laughs> so, oh man, it's probably not going to be very good, but we'll see it so you don't have to. But we also uh, will do the final episode of Loki. Yes. So that's more exciting. Much more exciting. Um, yeah. Other than that, Holden, you can take us home. Yeah. Um, so if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and leaving it, uh, leaving your request in that review. Or you can send us an email at tompodcast at gmail.com if you've already left us a review. Or you can donate to our Patreon uh, and give us a request there. All acceptable forms of giving us a, re- uh, a request. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. Oh, yeah. That's right. That was in that movie. I Okay, quick side note. I know we're done with Black Widow, but that, that song I thought was really funny because that song is so long, and the part where they're driving to get to the airplane, it's still playing with, like when they get there. I think it was completely unintentional, but it just made it, it seemed to be like a joke on how long that song is. Maybe. (laughs) All right. Well, you have yourself a merry little Christmas, everybody. Uh, Why? Well, maybe they're listening to this in December. You never Uh, know. Yeah, that could be. Uh, Merry Christmas for all you December listeners. Yes. And happy holidays and a happy new year. Happy holidays. Happy new year for me as well. Yeah. We we hope you really enjoyed this most recent holiday season. So uh, without further ado, adios, pantalones. Love you.